heavily, I'm a clown. This episode of the Bitcoin Echo Chamber podcast is sponsored by WTFHappenedIn1971.com. The economics meme taking the world by storm where all of us are trying to find out the answer to what the heck happened in 1971. WTF 1971 also has a merch store now. You can find it at WTF-1971.creator-spring.com. I'll post a link to that down in the show notes if you want to check it out. Thanks for the support. Well, we're live. So oh, I'm gonna oh, start talking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's up, guys? Welcome to a special episode. This is the first live-streamed official episode of the Bitcoin Echo Chamber, other than the live show that Ben and I have been doing on the weekends. Um, but I kind of feel like this topic deserves a little bit of special, um, special presentation. Uh, and and Ben was unfortunately not able to join me because he is busy working like a slave. Um, but, you know, I don't think I need to really introduce the topic. I, I think anybody that's on Bitcoin Twitter, which I think is where most of my follower base comes from, um, knows, you know, what, what we're talking about here when I say the green Bitcoin council. I think most of you are aware. Um, and I, I know there's probably some people in my audience who, like, don't even want to watch the show just because JW's here. And that's fine. I don't care. You don't have to watch. Um, I feel like I do a pretty good job of trying to be fair and represent the rational side of things, and that's what I want to try to do with this conversation. Uh, so first and foremost, I'll say that like my initial reactions yesterday reading these tweets and stuff um, were pretty much the same as everyone else, right? And I think that there's um, something worth picking out there, and that's that the Bitcoin, the people who use Bitcoin, and in particular the people who use Bitcoin that are on Twitter, uh, have a pre-programmed autoimmune response system. Uh, and, and they sniff out bullshit, and they don't like bullshit, and they are very quick to want to attack and slay their heroes. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad quality. Um, and in fact, that was my first instinct, right, to say, well, this is total BS. Because I think any reasonable, rational person can look at something like an energy council and say, that's a dumb idea. That doesn't make any sense, right? Uh, and, and I'm not necessarily here to try to provide cover fire for people who propose ideas like that, more so... Uh, is to try to look at maybe the motivations behind why someone would propose something like that, especially someone like Michael Saylor, who up until this point, I think, has given us no indication to believe that he's a bad actor, or if we're assuming that everybody's a bad actor, has given us no indication that um, what he's doing here is necessarily malicious inherently. Um, and I kind of want to just talk through like both sides of this, because like I said, my initial reaction was that this is a, a bad thing. Um, and talking to JW, like I do, oftentimes he's pretty good at helping me take a step back from things and think about them less passionately, think about them more objectively. And I think that he had some good points that sort of changed the way that I'm looking at all of this. So uh, JW, what do you think about what I just covered so far? Yeah, no, I think I think that's all right, man. I, and I think... Um... I don't want to, I'm, I'm definitely taking like the contrary position on this, but I don't want to, I don't want to like sort of beat people too badly because I do think that, uh, that it is healthy. Like that when somebody proposes something like a council, I think mere 
Mira's response was really good uh, when Sailor tweeted that out, and it was like it was fairly short. She just said something along the lines of, "This is uh, Giacomo Zuko's uh, spouse, uh, Mira Zuko, I guess." Um, and she was like, "You know, secret meetings uh, is usually not something that Bitcoiners are uh, going to respond positively to, right?" So uh, that's good, and I, I like, I respect that. I think that it is kind of part of the immune system. I think that's part of what makes Bitcoin work, um, but. There's also, uh, you know, there, there's, I think it's good for us to think a little bit more clearly about it, right? The people that can't, right? Like a, a lot of why Bitcoin works is that you can take a mob of kind of crazy, uh, not super clear thinking, emotional, you know, nuts and align incentives so that this all works, right? Um, and uh, so, you know, it's, it's all, it's all part of the, it's all part of the thing that makes this work, but it's also, you know, it's good as humans to say, all right, do we, you know, do we really want to treat somebody fairly or not? Um, are, are we overreacting to somebody that's been, you know, uh, really an ally and has been helpful and now we're, we're treating him unfairly? I think there's that aspect to it that's, that matters as individuals, but there's also just the strategic, like, are we actually doing the right thing here, right? Like, if we just attack, attack, attack all the time, uh, if we end up attacking something, or someone like uh, like Michael Saylor that doesn't deserve it, and it can be counterproductive, right? So it's like a friendly fire situation, right? Maybe, maybe we need to just like hold on for a second and see if we're overreacting and uh, actually doing doing our side more harm. Um, right. So I will yeah, say that, it's totally justified. Like Bitcoin has been through some battles, right? And and battles that have been spurred by bad actors with bad intentions who wanted to try to control Bitcoin, right? We've seen this and we've seen how this played out. Um, you know, Segwit2x was basically an attempt uh, and, and like this, the whole CZ Binance proposing the reorg thing not that long ago. Um, these are attempts, you know, whether they're malicious or not, they're attempts to try to centralize certain aspects of Bitcoin. And in particular, in those cases, it was, um, using mining as the vector to try to centralize the network and you know whatever the end goals of those attempts are like they're kind of irrelevant right whether they want to make it kyc coin or whether they want to just have bigger blocks and use bitcoin to uh, you know facilitate weather data i don't know it doesn't matter uh, it doesn't it doesn't really matter because it's all not necessarily conducive to what we want which is a, a distributed monetary network um so I, I guess the question is to ask you know can a proposal um, I, I think it's safe, I think it's fair for both of us to admit that certainly the creation of something like an energy council could be a step towards um, some sort of mining centralization. I don't think either of us would make the argument that that's impossible. Yeah, I mean, okay, so so let's put this in context here. I know everybody's heard it, but I'm just going to read it back, like from my perspective, what's going on. I think basically. Uh, we have we've had a lot of recent victories right like corporations have been adopting things are going in the right direction but this is also in the context of covid right where we've all been like to some degree or another our freedoms have been infringed like we never thought possible we know that it's bullshit right we know that we're being scammed um and it is terrifying to see how much influence these large corporations and governments can have over our life with the technology that they have available and so it does feel like we're kind of on the precipice of like a dystopia or we have this out with Bitcoin and we can be fun. 
So with that in mind, I do think that I can be more sympathetic towards the people that are like, you know, ready to throw on the, uh, the suicide vest over, over this. Um, but at the same time, I think, uh, well, it's, what's actually happened here, right? Is Elon Musk got involved. He bought a bunch of Bitcoin. He followed Michael Saylor in, um, and then he, uh, and then he made a statement, uh, I don't know, a week ago or whatever it was that they're no longer accepting Bitcoin for payments and for Tesla's because of concerns over energy. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's really important context. And I think part of what's happening is, uh, people are kind of conflating sailor with Musk. Um, even with Musk at this point in time, I'll say I'm still kind of waiting and seeing, right. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mafia and a lot of, um, sort of things that he has to navigate that, you know, the SEC is all, all, always not far from like hauling him in. Um, people that are successful, you know, uh, tend to draw a lot of flack. And if they, um, if they, if they don't make the right moves, they can, you know, they face stuff like antitrust lawsuits or scandals or whatever. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a lot going on there. So I'm willing to give him a little bit more time. I mean, there's part of me that's hoping what's happening is, he was experiencing a lot of pressure one way or another political pressure over this, uh, this Bitcoin move. And, um, I think there's kind of two possibilities in my mind right now. One is that he made this move and he's going to kind of do the judo thing, right? He's going to say, okay, you know, um, I'm going to make some ass nine statements about Doge, right. Uh, which is just sort of, you know, not necessarily the worst strategy in the world to just say a lot of stupid stuff on occasion. It makes it harder for you to get in trouble. So I kind of think that that's knowingly or not part of what's going on with him. Um, but then on top of that, you know, to say, hey, we're not going to accept payments because of this energy concern. It's two possibilities, like maybe maybe a third that he's just an idiot, but I'm, I'm thinking not that one. So one is that he, he experienced a bunch of pressure. He's going to say, OK, we're not accepting payments. And in a relatively short period of time, he comes back and says, hey, turns out, you know, after further research, we can accept, uh, you know, payments over lightning or liquid and the carbon footprint of these transactions is actually less than Visa, right? Um, if that happens, then I'm going to say, all right, you know, this was, you know, kind of part of the plan and he's flipping the narrative back on the, the donuts that were putting pressure on him, right? The other possibility is that, uh, that he really is a bad guy, right? Because it's not reasonable. I mean, he's got devs. He's got a team of engineers that are finding security flaws in BTC pay server, right? He's not unavailable to talk to Adam back and those sort of folks if he has actual concerns. So I don't buy that. He like, Oh, I put a half, you know, one and a half billion dollars in this thing. And then all of a sudden I'm super confused and didn't realize it had an environmental impact or, you know, what, whatever, whatever the, is supposedly happening on the surface. So the other possibility is he's just a bad guy, right? And I think a lot of Bitcoiners have assumed, all right, you know, he did something evil towards the network on the face of it. Um, I don't disagree with that. And so they hate the guy. That I actually respect. There is a huge element here of people that are just over leveraged, though, being upset, right? People that took this amazing gift that we have to possibly experience a lot more freedom and push back on tyranny. And they turned it into a casino um, that, you know, they put 25 X leverage on it. Musk said something, you know, that, that uh, made the market shake. And really what happened is, you know, you just have all these people that are over leveraged, which uh, I saw a report, somebody posted uh, that I think 68% of people on Binance that are trading 
um, have more than 20x leverage, right? So you have just an incredible number of donkeys out there, and a lot of them are on Twitter, and uh, and they just got wrecked. And they're not going to have patience to say, well, maybe this is part of a bigger story, right? Maybe let's give let's give old Musky, you know, couple couple six weeks or something to see if he comes back and actually is just you know having to deal with something that's a little more complicated that we don't know about. They're just pissed because they lost money. Um, it's a combination of they lost money and they hero worship somebody. Um, so it's it's important not to totally discount those that element of what's going on here as well. Uh, but that's the Musk side of things, right? So a lot of us are like, you know, we feel a little bit like somebody offered to marry us and left us at the altar. And that's kind of the setting <laughs> under which this whole sailor thing happens. Right. And so before we move on to like sailor specifically, um, I know like we, you and I have kind of talked about this a little bit offline, but you're, you're, I'd call you a bigger Musk proponent than me. Like you're, you, you like the guy, right? And, and I've kind of always been ambivalent towards him, just mostly because I didn't really understand Tesla. I still don't think I really understand Tesla. To me, it seems kind of like a joke company. I, I don't understand why it's worth what it's worth. And I, I guess it's more of a cult of personality than anything else. Um, people are investing in Elon Musk, right? Not necessarily Tesla and its ability to create revenue, Um which you know, it is what it is, right? It's welcome to the world of fiat. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think. I don't think that's true, man. I no. mean, like three years ago or something, maybe three and a half years ago, I took forty-five minutes out of my day to rant about what a douchebag Elon Musk is because he was on Joe Rogan and he was pushing this idea that we needed some kind of a um, a council to review code that could have anything to do with artificial intelligence mm -hmm. to make sure it's not going to bring about the singularity i do right? remember it's like yeah. the worst thing yeah the worst thing i've heard anybody propose in my lifetime as far as like destruction of human freedom because the implications of that were all source code right which is speech needs to be re reviewed by a government council to decide if it contains ai or not and if it does um is it behaving well mm -hmm. and it, all over this like super stupid skynet fear i mean the ai that we have it's not general by ai it's not like humans it's, it's algorithms right. and there's no way to distinguish so anyway i was not a fan of his uh because of that uh what what made me uh way more willing to you know consider that maybe he's a decent dude um is that that none of that has come up in three years right so he hasn't been pushing this crazy agenda and when covid came up mm -hmm. he was the only big name that mm -hmm. was saying that it was bullshit and he moved uh, his entire and, business operation right i mean he he fought the government he kept the the factory open um and he he also i mean he went on joe rogan and he said look there's no as of now, I don't even know if I could tell you anybody else that's done this, right? He said there's no impact on mortality, right? Mm -hmm. There's no mm -hmm. impact in life expectancy. Which, which was 100% and, and, and it still is today. And that's, I mean, that, that's a very bold way of saying, look, this is all a hoax. It mm -hmm. doesn't exist, right? This is the cult. It, it is not, whatever's happening here, it's not killing people because the life expectancy of folks is exactly what it was before. Right? And, and just to elaborate um, on that, go look, like anybody listening who's skeptical and scoffing right now at like these guys are full of shit go look at the death per capita rate in the united states from 2010 up until 2019 and then look at 2020 and you will see that it is not even a blip off of whatever the projected per capita death rate was from 2019 it is lockstep 
no yeah, I mean, statistical the, anomaly whatsoever. Even the even the COVID hysterics. I mean, the most that they will say is maybe it's two or three times more deadly than the 2018 flu. Nobody remembers the 2018 flu, and our margin of error on counting deaths is two to three times. Right? Like we don't know when people die of the flu. We call it flu, or it's like pneumonia-like symptoms or something. Uh, there's that whole rabbit hole but either way i gained a lot of respect for the guy because let's say that covid really is dangerous and you know people are dying like flies all over the place i gotta i gotta think that that was not particularly um politically wise of him right i don't think he made any friends Mm -hmm. it's 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 about like going into congress and saying like all of you people need to repent and worship jesus right like i can't think of anything in my lifetime that would be more unpopular than saying COVID is bullshit. And he was doing it early on, right? This is, this is early enough on to where I felt completely isolated. Right. And I, I gotta like give him credit for this. Like one of the things that happens and a lot of us just lived through this is you feel like maybe you're insane because you can't find any data. You can't find any justification. You go to the grocery store, everybody's wearing a mask. You're just like, this is really, really weird. And it was a huge breath of encouragement to me that there's somebody out there that's not insane when he went on Joe Rogan and did that, right? So, you know, I probably did fanboy a little bit uh, over that. But then, you know, on top of that, he comes out and he's pushing for Tesla to adopt Bitcoin. Um, he's hanging out with Michael Saylor. Um, so I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, right? Uh, totally possible. But at the end of the day, the most that I will say for the guy right now is he said a lot of dumb stuff and I wouldn't discourage anybody from mocking him and saying, Hey, you know, look, when you say you're working with doge devs, you are wrecking people's life savings. Right. right? But right. you know, there are people that are willing to invest in doge. So, I mean, there, maybe that's a net benefit for humanity, but even still, I mean, it's, it's a dick move, right? I'm not going to say that it's yeah. not, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it could be part of something bigger. And I'm just willing to wait a little bit longer. I think he's either going to double down and, you know, launch Dogecoin payments or something at which point, you know, screw that guy. Yeah. Um, or he's not. And, and I don't mean, I didn't mean to put words in your mouth there in regards to like your feelings on Musk. Um, but that, that was kind of my point yesterday. I tweeted about this yesterday is that like, it's, perfectly logical and reasonable to have an extreme amount of distrust and even dislike towards a guy who just raked his Seiko fence over the coals, right? In regards to Doge, right? Regardless of whatever, maybe he had closed doors motivations for that, right? Like you said, maybe it's some sort of deflection mechanism. Maybe he just throws one pearl at the wall and 50 pieces of bullshit just to distract anybody paying attention to him. And he hopes that the people who are smart enough to pick through it do. Um, but it, you know, it, it kind of also displays like a certain type of moral character that I'm, a way that I don't really live my life, right? And a way that I don't really like the types of people that I like to associate with. Generally, I don't, I don't look for the qualities that I don't look for in people. Um, but you know, and, and I'm willing to admit that like maybe he's just like this forty chest master brain, and uh, well, most of it's uh, so, over my head. I, right. So I think there's a lot of uh, and like I'm seeing this on Twitter, you know, with everybody to varying degrees, right? There's a lot of self-righteousness that's sort of happening in this space where it's like, um, you know, you, you, you say the truth, no matter what it costs, right. Sort of attitude. Mm -hmm. And not even Jesus did that, right? Like Jesus avoided certain conflicts. He left towns when people were trying to attack him. 
uh, he would speak in parables. Right. Uh, and he, you know, from the beginning of his ministry was, you know, telling his disciples, hey, I'm going to be killed, right? I'm going to be killed for the truth. If there's one thing that that's pretty clear from the accounts that we have of his life, is he fully expected to be murdered over telling the truth. And even he spent three years being strategic and sort of avoiding things. So I, I don't think you have to say it's 40 chess, right? Like Musk, what whatever he's doing, this is an important piece of context. He is always on the verge of like getting hauled in by the SEC, right? right. Like when he when he said, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking about taking Tesla Tesla private," that that wasn't just like drunk tweeting, right? Like this guy has been playing this chess match with his adversaries, right? Maybe he's just as evil as they are, but there's no question that he is playing a serious game of like international intrigue, right? And it's been mm-hmm. going on for years. It involves government contracts and all kinds of stuff. And the amount of money involved gets people killed all the time, right? So we have to not say like, oh yeah, I mean, he should just be totally honest and just like anybody in the dinner party and just say, oh, Bitcoin's the best, you know, I love Jesus and be completely upfront and honest with all of his political beliefs all the time. Like it's, it's not, there's a big difference between like that very simple standard of behavior that we don't apply to ourselves, that didn't apply to even Jesus and uh, now we're trying to apply to somebody and saying, oh, well, you know, it's like, you know, super complicated. Is Like, no, like when he tweets out Doge is cool, it's completely reasonable to think that this is a little bit of cover for his relationship with Bitcoin. Right. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But it's not a it's not at all a stretch, given everything that we've seen him go through in the last few years and how he always is right on the edge of possibly even jail time with the SEC, right? right? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Martha Stewart was actually doing prison time for something that was completely made up, right? Like, if you go back and look at that case, she wasn't doing insider trading. That was all bullshit. And she spent time behind bars, and she was a very popular person, right? So this is the kind of world that we have to acknowledge that these guys are playing in. And I think that's why I give them a little bit more leeway. I'm not giving them so much more leeway that I won't shit on them if they try to attack Bitcoin. You know, if if Elon was tweeting about Ethereum and Ethereum's at half a billion market cap, that's the point where I started getting pissed off. But if he's tweeting about Doge, right, that's like the most sanitized sort of shitcoin that you could possibly uh, sort of tweet about. It's I still like it, and I'm still going to be watching to see what he does over the next few weeks. And I won't discourage people for you know crapping on him for it but like let's put it in context and not make it anybody like serious it's knows it's theory. a joke right i mean right. anybody right. serious knows that the the only people that i know buying doge are the people that like tell me at the water cooler that it's gonna go to a hundred dollars right i mean like they, they just right. literally don't know anything about what they're talking about those are the people that got right. suckered in it. and yeah like maybe maybe we should be kind of careful comparing elon musk to jesus but i actually think that what you said there it made me think of the whole the render unto caesar thing right because in that in the context of that story jesus had uh, a, a huge crowd of people following him that were just sort of all fired up about his message which was kind of very anti-establishment, very anti-government, very anti like this this state religion, which Caesar was the deity of, right? And that was what was that was the the coin that they held up and showed to Jesus and said like, hey, you know, is it okay? Like, should people pay their taxes or should they not? And he basically said, render unto Caesar. He was making reference to the fact that 
Caesar was proclaiming himself to be God on that coin that was being held up by that person because he knew if he answered that question one way or the other, you know, he was either the mob was going to lynch him or they were going to take him off to prison. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that he was if he did what people did seem to demand of Sailor and Elon Musk right now, which is always be completely transparent and honest and uh, straightforward and don't ever make any moves for self-preservation or to acknowledge political realities, he would have been killed right then, right? They, they, he, the whole point was that they put a question to him that was designed to trap him and he had no escape if he had just laid out his opinions on government, which we have other places where we know, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it was more than two chapters earlier where he was saying to Peter, who pays taxes? You know, who pays taxes to the king? The, does the son of the king pay taxes or other people, right? And the answer was other people. And the point of that little exchange was to show the corruption involved in taxation, right? So it's not as if he didn't have opinions on it, but the point is he, uh, he intentionally, he, he didn't lie but he intentionally deflected the question because he wasn't ready to uh, to deal with that particular conflict yet. In other words, he wasn't ready to be crucified yet. He still had stuff he wanted to teach. So it's pretty it's a pretty hardcore bar to set for people to go above and beyond that. And uh, and I, I you know I, I think we just got to cut them more slack than that. But again, if they do say and like you know if if uh, Musk comes out and he says, hey, fungibility is a real problem, like. We really need to uh, do this green energy thing, you know, like part of what's going on. So coming coming back to the whole Musk thing, like that's all that's all that's happened, really, is, is that. But people believe that this could lead to something that could lead to something that could lead to mm -hmm. an attack on Bitcoin. Right. And that's great. I'm glad people are thinking adversarially and trying to think a few steps ahead. But you don't like you don't kill somebody. Uh, you know, you don't don't. Um, uh, assume that somebody's going to commit a crime until they've done it, right? So far, they, you know, the stupidest thing he's done is tweeted about Doge. He hasn't said, hey, we need to make sure that there's a green Bitcoin, which is ultimately, so just to tell everybody what the concern is. The concern is that, okay, so so I guess there's a little bit more to the story. So Musk, you know, does this Doge stupid tweet, says that he's concerned about energy. It's not not clear how that's going to resolve, whether he's going to go, oh, lightning's great, and everybody's going to go, oh, Bitcoin is green, or whether he's going to, you know, enable Doge and abandon Bitcoin and sell it off, right? So there's that open question that's got us all insecure. Sailor then tweets out, hey, had a meeting with a bunch of the miners and Elon Musk, and we're putting together this green energy council, whatever, for miners. Um, and, you know, we're going to basically, you know, uh, be pro pro you know, clean energy, right? Yeah, energy transparency, um, you know, an allocation efficiency or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it's not much. Uh, it's, you know, it's one tiny tweet and it's left a bunch of room for interpretation, unfortunately. And one of the ways that this is being interpreted is that uh, this is an attempt to put a cartel of miners together that will only mine on blocks that have transactions that are government approved. And the way that we would get there is first, they would only mine on blocks that are, quote, green energy, right? So miners would in some way register and they'd say, hey, we're using elite, we're meeting the minimum threshold that 50% of green energy for every mine block we mine. And that essentially is a way to coordinate what, what amounts to a 51% attack where you're not allowing valid blocks in unless they're 
you know, unless they're government whitelisted or, you know, whitelisted by this cartel. And then that puts them in a place where they can say, okay, well, also, we're not going to mine any blocks that are not green enough, plus include any of the transactions that, you know, that we don't want, right? So that that's the, that's basically the, the concern is that Elon Musk and Sailor are pushing this. Uh, this is part of a plan to destroy Bitcoin um, by censorship. Um, so, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a that's I, an accurate assessment of what people are worried about? Yeah, and I, I think you saw me tweeting about this yesterday. Like, I, I could write the playbook on this totally, right? I mean, and it makes sense, and I think it's a reasonable attack vector to to consider. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily practical like i don't know like because you know it starts to get really messy really quick when you start talking about the economic incentives of, of fee arbitrage right because now you have sort of sort of like a gray market bitcoin or a black market bitcoin that exists alongside of this white market bitcoin and will continue to be more profitable so long as uh it, it that the white market bitcoin doesn't have so much hash power that it can afford to continuously orphan off any transactions um, that aren't OFAC compliant. That's a bit of a stretch. We're, we're talking about, you know, and, and it's like I said, what I said was that regulatory burden lays the groundwork for regulatory capture. And regulatory capture is how you end up with, you know, OFAC coin, right? But um, the practicality of that actually happening because of the economic incentives of Bitcoin and because of the fact that it's a global distributed system, they're, they're pretty small. And, and what we've seen in the past in history is that attempts to centralize mining and bitcoin fail right attempts to centralize bitcoin through mining fail um i i, yeah. and, I and i think you would agree with that yeah yeah if anybody is curious go out to 10 hours of bitcoin.com if you haven't and run through that um the the bitcoin threat model covers all of these scenarios um and it explains why this is not going to happen it is a viable attack right if i was if i was trying to do something evil to Bitcoin, this would be on the list of things that I would try. Um, and but I, you know, I wouldn't have been an investor after I completed the threat model four years ago uh, if I thought any of these things would actually work. So it is definitely something to be concerned about. Um, it is uh, very possible, right? I think it's very good that everybody's like, hey, this could be, but at the same time, like, there's no reason to think that's happening right now at all. The only thing that we've seen is we've seen. Uh, two two billionaires be super pro Bitcoin, push things in the right direction. Uh, Musk has you know been flaky or whatever, uh, but still you know several billion dollars in, in treasury, big move. Um, he enabled payments, disabled payments over this environmental stuff that sucks. And then we have uh, Sailor that has just been like the best teacher of economics and the best advocate for bitcoin that we've had by maybe a factor of 10 who's mm -hmm. been working tirelessly like full time the guy's mm -hmm. a billionaire doesn't need to work clearly uh but has been working harder than i've worked since i've been working on bitcoin uh tirelessly for over a year saying all of the right things the only thing that people could be negative with him about is that he said oh there's a difference between a store of value of medium of exchange sort of thing i think that you know, maybe I'm giving him way too much credit, but he's not wrong in the sense that when there is a central bank, right, you assume that there's a central bank. If there's a central bank, you do always want to run from the medium of exchange to a different store of value. It does split that up, right? So he's not wrong. That's actually a pretty profound economic insight that I haven't heard the Mises crowd talk about. 
and uh, and he's saying, look, Bitcoin is going after the store of value. Like we, I think anybody that's you know relatively intelligent knows that's the right way to sell this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's not and untrue he's talk, he's as long as that. the central bank exists. He said that specifically, like in a Bitcoin. You know, he said, you know, I think that Bitcoiners, the Hornets, they they spend too much time focusing on how um, Bitcoin will destroy the dollar. He said, I don't think that it's productive for your narrative or for the adoption of your your currency to right because right. well, like we're talking about Bitcoin, right? It is a currency, right? Like regardless of. Um, there's just a little bit of yeah, between the lines here, right? It, it, exactly. He he knows what he's saying, yeah. and he knows yeah. the way he what he's saying is being interpreted, and he, he kind of tries to say, "Hey, look, like, listen, listen, like, because yeah, as Austrians we say, well, no, like, money should be the store of value and the medium of exchange, but as long as we exist under this paradigm of central banking, it isn't, right? Yeah, I I mean, I I gotta like this is another thing that i think we just got to give the guy a lot of credit for like he's he's looked at the situation he's not lying right this is it's i'm not saying that he's jesus i'm saying this is a jesus-like thing to do he's looked at the situation he doesn't lie he tells the truth and he tells it in a way that accomplishes the goal that he has right now right the goal isn't to get crucified in the temple at this minute the goal is to get corporations on board it's the right next move right for jesus the goal was to continue his teaching for a little bit longer uh, before he gets he gets crucified, right? And I think the fact that a lot of the the big oh, you dropped out there. I lost your audio. Coiners or the people that are outraged won't give the man aging in this like sailor um, too much, and then act like he he's completely doesn't have to interact in the real world. And then when he does anything that slightly disappoints they they're just like hysterical you know like crazy people and i i honestly think that leverage and trading has a lot to do with the emotions involved because mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're a holder you're like well you know we'll see how this plays out right you're you're far from hysteric at this point but if you just got your life savings wiped out and there are some big bitcoiners out there like some some uh some household names that no longer have any bitcoin just in the last few weeks of price action um and they're they're basically hysterics, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're not uh, they're they're not helping to have this like very calm, rational conversation about what could or couldn't be going on. But I think you've got to give these people a little bit of acknowledgement. Uh, don't don't deify them to the point where you think they don't have to to work around politics, right? I mean, the the reality is, what is Michael Saylor trying to do? What has he said he's trying to do from from you know months back? He's trying to get corporations to adopt Bitcoin as a treasury reserve asset. He's been relatively successful at that. If he accomplishes that, that's good. If you're telling me that he can do that without paying any lip service at all, or even kind of acknowledging that there are concerns around the environmental impact of Bitcoin, you're just an idiot. You're not even worth talking to, right? So we got to at least give him credit for having to navigate this. And then it's just a matter of, you know, has he really turned on us? Or or do we want to just wait and see if he can accomplish something that's worthwhile here and uh and i think this is something that he can improve on like does he have any intent like in his mind is saying hey we're going to be more transparent and help people understand how i mean i don't think he's planning on changing anything from the tweet that i read it sounds like 
he's mostly trying to add more education, which is his strategy, right? Like the wholesaler academy thing. His whole way of selling is is an education-based model, right? So if he's trying to sell people on the fact that Bitcoin is more green energy and it actually is a net carbon benefit, like we can, obviously that's stupid, right? Who cares? Well, corporations care and shareholders care and all these people that we would be better off if we could help adopt Bitcoin, even if they did it for maybe the wrong reasons to some degree. Like we don't have to have them making completely pure decisions. Like if it's just for number go up, we're okay with that, right? So if it's just because it's good for the environment, even though it's stupid to think like that, uh, because energy is always allocated in ways that are, you know, when the government's not involved, ways that are most beneficial to to humanity. Like I believe that, right? Um, I'm not I'm I, I'm not pearl clutching over how much CO two is getting used, right? Uh, but at the same time, I know that people are. And if they're willing to adopt Bitcoin, if the carbon usage is lower, and it is lower, then what kind of idiot would we all be not to help them understand that it's in fact lower, right? Do we really have to completely deprogram them from the status cult that they joined when they were two years old, and they spent 40 hours plus in these public school systems and then in university? We have to undo all of that just so that we can... Uh, help them understand that carbon output doesn't matter when when instead we can just help them understand that carbon output is actually lower with bitcoin like yeah, it's, it's a why would that's just bad strategy yeah, it's, it's just dumb. and and that was why i tweeted earlier today that um as, as i'm starting to like mull through this and and formulate a more nuanced understanding of what could be going on here right is that you you don't have to agree with the idea of a green energy council. Like you don't have to agree with any of it. You don't even have to like it to understand why it might be a useful strategy um, for Michael Saylor, particularly, and and the the message that the message and the goals that he's outlined pretty publicly, like like you just said, is to get Bitcoin on the balance sheet of every company in America and to make it the dominant treasury reserve asset. Um, you don't you don't need to really like that idea of a of a mining council. You don't even have to like you you can totally ignore it, right? And and still be able to understand why it might be useful in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, at the same time I I can be critical of his messaging and say um but you know i mean the guy's tweeting every day right so everybody screws up on messaging and says something that's interpreted wrong at some point especially in this like environment right like i think musk is like the guy that left us at the altar right so we're like hysterical half of us have lost our life savings on leverage we're just this mess and not only is sailor like hanging out with the person that left us at the altar you know he's being nice to him right um, so in that context, he's going to have to be like spot on with messaging, not to get a crazy reaction from, from the, the cyber hornets. They're not, they're not always the brightest right mm-hmm. creature. They're not, they're not the cyber chimpanzees. They're the cyber hornets. They, they'll sting anything. Um, so I think he needed to, and, and he should, right. And I think he started doing that a little bit today. I think he needs to clarify that, look, this is about this is strictly about helping people understand how good bitcoin is for the environment Mm -hmm. that's what this is about we have no like the whole idea of uh not building on other people's blocks unless they've somehow gone through a vetting process is something that i wouldn't endorse bitcoin needs to stay decentralized 
Um, but I believe over time, you know, that clean energy is the way to go and, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, but I do think he needs to clarify that. Uh, and it sounds, I, I'm sure that he's probably figuring that out today, mm -hmm. right? He's probably just figuring out that, oh my gosh, this thing has spun into this conspiracy where I'm trying to co-opt Bitcoin and, and, you know, I'm really, I'm a secret CIA agent or something. And all I'm trying to do is get jackasses like Elon or probably not even Elon. Right. Cause I think he's probably smart enough to know that a lot of this is BS. Uh, but get, get all the people that are going to be resistant to corporations adopting Bitcoin, right. Uh, to, to be assuaged. Mm -hmm. I think that's clearly his goal. Um, or I, you know, I'm 95% convinced that's the goal. We'll see how this plays out over the next few weeks. But if we just completely pound everybody, no matter how good they've been, uh, when there's a 5% chance that they're doing something evil, that's just too sensitive, right? Like we, we gotta, we gotta chill out a little bit and give him time. But I do think he needs to clarify that, mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. in some way clarify that, look, I don't have any intention of, and, and I mean, the other thing is a lot of people that are upset are upset because they lost money if they're mad at Elon, blah, 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 right? They hero worship the guy too much and now he's having to play in the real world, all of that. But but they're also upset because they don't really know that Bitcoin can handle it, right? They're insecure and they're neurotic. And people that have gone through the threat model and have thought about these things, they're not because they know, you know, certainly people that went through Segwit2x, which doesn't apply to me, that was slightly before my time, but... Uh, but they know that, look, investors ultimately control Bitcoin and you control your own node. And if there's a hard fork, that sucks. But uh, but we've been through it before and we can handle it again. Um, and, uh, you know, this is not this is not going to work. Right. Um, and, you know, th there's always the nuclear option of a proof of work change. Right. Um, if if people do not want a. Uh, if people actually want a money that works, right? Let's let's assume that and be confident in that because if not, this whole exercise is ridiculous. Um, if people actually want a money that works, then absolute worst case scenario is we have to brick all the miners and change the hash function to something else, you know, and and you know that that opens up a whole lot of security risk, right? We don't want to have to do that, but that's sort of worst case scenario. It's not as if uh, we're going to end up in a place where you can't uninvent, you know, proof of work uh, for ordering transactions. Like this thing is going to happen; it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I think when people understand that, they'll they'll chill out a little bit and not feel like you know Elon and Sailor are actually going to destroy our best hope and some human freedom here. Yeah, and and putting myself in Sailor's shoes, like seeing the shitstorm that just sort of unleashed itself in the last twenty four hours. Like at that point, you kind of have to take a step back and really plan out what you're going to do next right because you don't it you know put, put, most people don't know what it's like to have a million followers on twitter right i mean you, you cannot just like jump in and respond emotionally and say well no no that's not what i meant at all like because then you start to look like cz and you paint yourself to look like oh well actually we reviewed this and decided that it would be bad for bitcoin if we try to do a reorg like that's just terrible terrible thing to do to yourself to act like that in public when you're a figure that a lot of people are looking at critically right so i understand yeah. why he's he's kind of been a little tight-lipped um following that he hasn't really tweeted much other than that tweet that he just tweeted earlier about saying that they met to discuss real and imagined concerns involving bitcoin's energy use um which you know if, if you can't read between the lines there uh we can't help you all right and yeah 
Um, yeah, he's he's saying, look, we're gonna we're gonna help people understand people that are concerned about energy use. We're gonna educate them. I think that's all that that's the it's maybe slightly charitable, but I don't think so. I think that's kind of the reasonable way to interpret. I think if if Roger Ver tweeted that out, I think that would kind of be like the reasonable way to interpret it, right? But this is a guy that has a reputation that he's earned, so we should give him the slightest benefit of the doubt and a little bit of charity uh, when he when he tweets something out. And, you know, it's a few sentences. Um, the, the other thing, though, that I I think you know is worth uh, sort of giving people credit for that are outraged is this does sound this like it triggers a lot of emotion, right? Like a small group of people meeting they're powerful mm-hmm. and one of them just kicked us in the teeth. Right. And, and it seems like he's the biggest Judas in all of Bitcoin history. Right. And they're, they're meeting, you know, there's no transcript of what happened. People are asking for that there. And there's not a lot of clarity on like what the goals are like, even if it was a thread, right? Like, Hey, we had this meeting. Um, we talked about, these are concerns that people have, you know, downsides of this include the fact that people are going to be slow to slower to adopt it as a treasury reserve asset. We all believe the reality is that it's actually plenty green and we want to, uh, we want to clearly communicate that. Right. And that's the goal of this whole thing. So there wasn't even that much clarity. Um, and that's part of the reason that like the setting, the way it's described, um, I think the word council uh, triggers people. I think it just got everybody's everybody's mm-hmm. imagination going. And you know, the other thing is, I do think there are bad guys in this space, right? Oh yeah. And totally. I do think there are people that get paid to work full time on ways to slow Bitcoin adoption. And if they can get everybody, you know, if they can get the, the mob shaping is a career path, right? If they can get the mob to turn against Sailor over something like this, I guarantee you there's been a lot of money spent to do that. If, if it turns out that Sailor is a good guy, um, or not, right? There's There's been a lot of money, um, even in just the altcoins, right? Even if you don't go totally, you know, to the point of the banks are actually spending money on, quote, influencers, um, you know, you go on Clubhouse, you're not, you're not just talking with like normal people, you're talking with people that are paid to get certain messages out to get certain groups of people to hate other groups of people, right? I mean, a lot of the stuff that the CIA does is not all that different than like a social media influencer or a marketing person or a PR person, right? It just happens to be that they, they tend to do it for countries, you know, instead of companies. So there's a lot of people that do this professionally. There's a lot of money sloshing around from altcoins, probably from banks and governments. And, uh, and so you would expect if he is a good guy for a lot of this stuff to, you know, to be amplified and go the other direction. Um, so it's a very complicated space, but I think just for the few of us that are like, Hey, we're rational and we want to think this through. I think it's good to take the time to do that. Yeah. Textbook government saboteur strategies to just infiltrate and create chaos, right? Propose useless ideas, um, raise concern about things that don't matter. Um, literally to just destabilize whatever productive thing is being accomplished that you don't want, right? And I think you're seeing this like in the BitDev's mailing list right now, like just nonsense that that gets through and you get a six chain response email conversation discussing a totally stupid idea that no one seriously is considering, but it's there and it's taking up people's time and energy and it's filling up my email inbox and, uh, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good example of probably 
maybe something that's happening here. And actually, I want to go back to what you said about the the greed thing, because I think that people that are over leveraged on Bitcoin, um, they're not really any different than shitcoiners in in the sense that they're seduced by their own greed. And I think that a lot of people who saw Sailor um, first come along with a cash rich company and quite literally no debt and scoop up all this Bitcoin and then say, okay, now we're going to start buying it every month and, and continue to scoop up Bitcoin that way and then do his um, convertible note issue and buy a bunch of Bitcoin that way it made people think, okay, well, I mean, I know stock to flow and I know this thing's going to $288,000 within the next year. So I'm just going to sell my house and, and leverage myself up to my eyeballs uh, and ride this gravy train, baby. And um, yeah, we, we see that that doesn't work out for people too well. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, that's exactly right. I think a lot of people saw uh, Sailor, and especially when he brought in Musk, right? Like a lot of people have their hopes and dreams on his ability to get us to the promised land, not over the next few years, which is the most that he's ever sort of said. You know, like he, he never said the 100,000 party was going to be in 2021. Right? Forever. He laughed at the Forever. idea of that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, he's, uh, he's not... I don't think he's over promising, right? But I do think a lot of uh, people have a tendency to um, to see in that way more than it is, right? And to hero worship him to the point where, you know, whatever their problem is life is right now, Sailor's going to get me out of it, or Bitcoin's going to get me out of it, and Sailor's going to make it happen. And then they just go through this huge range of like mourning and disappointment and loss when 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 Musk sends that out. And frankly, that's kind of why I think Musk does it, right? Like, I think, I, I, what would you do in that situation? I mean, the only thing you can really do is try to uh, is try to tap down that crazy hero worship of you. Mm -hmm. And I, so, I, you know, I'm not sure that that's what he's doing, but it wouldn't, you don't have to think he's playing 4D chess to be like, all right, look, if I say something positive about Bitcoin too often, like I'm going to go to jail, right? Like the SEC, these people, they're going to find a way to, to nail me. Um, my defense up to this point, and this is easy to verify, right? His defense up to this point is he uses Twitter like a trash can. He just says random bullshit, right? So they can't come after him when he says, hey, I'm thinking about taking Tesla public or private or whatever, because look at all the other dumb shit. That's literally his legal defense. Look at all the dumb shit I say all the time. Are you seriously going to say that I'm doing market manipulation because I share my opinion on something, right? Um, so with that as the context, I don't think it's crazy to think that, that he's doing that. And there, you know, there are a lot of people that put too much uh, weight on these guys. And when they don't deliver, want their blood. And I think we're seeing that right now with Sailor. Like they didn't deliver the the Musk sacrifice the way that they were supposed to. You know, numbers not going up anymore. This guy must be you know just a son of a bitch, and we should take him out. Uh, that 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 would be a crazy weird place to live uh, to be constantly oscillating between everybody loves me and they literally want me dead. Yeah. Um, you, so you, you know. know the other thing too. Um people probably look at what sailor did and say wow this guy like he he levered up like as much as he could because he thinks that this thing we're having hyper bitcoinization tomorrow and um stock to flow breaks to the upside because like i and i keep bringing up stock to flow because i think you and i have kind of talked about like why this is a problem before uh because people believe in these econometrics models that just make them right. think irrationally um 
But I guarantee, like I, I would bet money that there were many, 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 many hours spent in closed rooms with Sailor's Company going over numbers on discounted cash flow analysis and on debt and on convertible notes. And when they made that decision as to how much capital they were going to allocate to Bitcoin with that convertible note decision. And I guarantee you that they figured out that even if Bitcoin went to zero, they would still be able to service that debt and all of their liabilities and, and maintain their obligations and continue to run their company, you know, regardless of what happened to their treasury reserves. And th those are the types of decisions yeah. that people don't even think about when they're like, all right, I'm leveraged up 25x on Bitcoin because it's going to the moon, baby. Yeah, I mean, the mob's interesting, right? Like, I, I keep going back to the life of Jesus just because it's something, it's it's far enough back in the past, we have a bunch of different accounts, and, and it's always been interesting to me to study it, right? So I can, you know, I I, uh, I could probably make some Rick and Morty references for the people that are getting uncomfortable, but uh, but wh whatever, it's, it's, uh, it's I'm, I'm just making an analogy here, but like, so, so Jesus gets welcomed into Jerusalem, right? And the mob is like, Palm Sunday, they're laying down their cloaks in front of him. You know, he's walking in on a donkey and they're expecting, I don't know what they're expecting, right? But one of the possibilities is they're expecting that he's going to overthrow the Romans like today, right? And they're all pumped up about it. And he never said he was going to overthrow the Romans today, right? Um, and so what explains that like two days later they want him dead? Well, that's one of the possibilities. They have these crazy expectations that he specifically said he wasn't going to deliver on. Um, and, and because he didn't deliver on it, uh, they, they, they want blood, right? Um, I, to some degree, I think that stock to flow has done that. Like you're saying, I think stock to flow is more responsible for the chaos that we're seeing right now. Um, and, uh, just, well, here, here's something that I realized the other day. It doesn't matter what the underlying asset is. If, if the average investor has enough leverage, right? Like, let's take this to the extreme and say that, 100% of everybody invested in Bitcoin is working with 10,000x leverage. There, in that situation, there's no difference between Bitcoin and Doge and Ethereum and XRP, right? Like the price has absolutely nothing to do with the underlying asset. Uh, everybody, every time, you know, the wind blows a direction or a crow flies, you know, north to south, the price moves, everybody's a billionaire, everybody's wrecked, right? And if you, if you bring that down, you know, to, uh, to nobody's leveraged, right? That, that would be the environment where the underlying value and utility of the asset would be most closely tied, most easily and closely tied, I think, to, to the utility of the asset. We'd expect to see a huge difference between, you know, Ethereum and, and Bitcoin, right? But at 25x leverage, I don't know. I mean, how, how much of what's happening in Bitcoin right now has absolute, or, or the price of Bitcoin, let's say, how much of that has anything to do with the underlying technology if that's the amount of, of leverage that's in play? Like it's it's so crazy, but it makes perfect sense to have that amount of leverage if you have any confidence in the stock to flow model. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to the Swan Bitcoin guy, Corey, because he, I mean, you, me, Corey, like a lot, uh, there's a Francis Polio, there's a small number of people that have been negative and said, hey, I don't buy into the stock to flow model. Uh, but I think Corey most recently took the most crap for it. Yeah. Uh, so I want to give him credit for that. My my position up to this point, and kind of Adam Back's, uh, when Adam Back said, hey, you know, I think it might be like Moore's Law, you know, there's there maybe some something here. That made me pause and go, all right, well, I'll stop crapping on it um, and I'll see how it plays out. 
but my my advice is going to be uh never sell based on the stock flow model right so it was kind of like eh, it's a yeah. little bit of hope you know I agree maybe, that. maybe that's okay i completely regret taking that position now where we're at in the market because what i didn't realize is and and even like a lot of the fighting that i did with with shit coins over the last few years i feel like i should have put a lot more of that energy into ta right if you go back four years i think there's two or three of us and i'm one of them that's saying hey ta is nonsense right there and, and it's it's it doesn't match up with economics and here's a whole course that i'm putting together i still regret not putting more effort into that mm -hmm. because i think that the ta is actually more insidious and more dangerous than the shit coins ever were because it does legitimately obscure any distinction between bitcoin and, and any you know any nonsense asset uh, if you actually believe it works and you should be at 25x leverage right now if you think stock to flow is legit as long as you can hold on for what the next five months or something uh you'd be crazy not to right and and it'd be different if we were talking about like and, and you and i we mentioned this in past another day on twitter like it'd be different if you could get like a like a two percent 30-year loan right to to go all in on bitcoin with like if you can secure that go right ahead like be my guest you will be immensely wealthy in the future you can't you can't like you can't predict these short-term price changes and actually um you'd be happy to know that i've been reading rothbard's america's great depression and he actually talks right about on. how um in 1929 one of the things that caused the stock market implosion to be so bad was the fact that they introduced leverage in the 1920s and there was so much built up leverage in the system that it just needed to liquidate and rather than letting that leverage liquidate itself out and letting the market sort of come back to reality the government stepped in and started doing all kinds of nonsense and that's what turned the 1929 stock market crash which was caused by government and monetary inflation into a 10-year event yeah 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 totally man yeah that's awesome I'm glad you're reading this yeah I, for anybody that's listening if you haven't read any of rothbard just read anatomy of the state and hopefully that'll get you i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you've heard colin talk about it quite a bit but but that'll that'll be uh sort of your toe in the water um but he's he's definitely he's definitely worth understanding and reading um definitely my favorite economist as well um yeah i mean it with with the right amount of leverage nothing in the underlying matters and uh um with if you believe in the sock to flow model you'd be crazy not to have a ton of leverage right so you've got sailor saying hey look i'm getting zero percent if you can mortgage your house and get three percent four percent over a long period of time go for it right like i think a lot of us cringed when he said that and that's another thing you got to give him credit for right like three years ago some dude mortgaged his house uh and bought bitcoin and i was one of the guys that was like most pro that right i think where where i'm like i don't know man i don't think i'd do it but i'm not going to say that you're an idiot right um and everybody else is like oh you're you're a, you're a complete freak this is a terrible idea and uh you know not that long later michael saylor's saying that and it's like ah, you know he makes a really dang good argument i can't say that that's not not the case right and he's making us all uncomfortable on saying that, that you should do that Meanwhile, people now have lost money because they've done that times a hundred, right? Where they're using all this crazy short-term leverage, which he specifically said you wouldn't do, you shouldn't do, and they want to kill. You know that that I, I really think that's where a lot of this built-up rage is from, which uh, just couldn't be more like 
you know, uh, a situation where you're saying, hey, don't do this. They do it anyway, and then they're, they're mad at you for the results. So, and you um, remember, I all messaged that said, though, you about that. I almost did this. Like, I almost levered up on my Bitcoin at, like, 50K because I wanted to buy more because I was being greedy. I decided not to do it, but I almost did it. I, I messaged you about it, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And that, that and a couple other messages were super eye-opening to me um, because – I, I never considered that this was such a big part of what's going on in our ecosystem, right? So I was telling somebody yesterday, like, if it took three to four more years for Bitcoin adoption, or maybe even 10 more years, like, it wouldn't shock me now. Because I just, like, I've been obsessed with this thing for four years. I just found out, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are laughing, uh, you know, the, the idea that I didn't know about this. But, it, it I, like, I've been a technologist. I've been an angel investor. I've never traded anything on leverage, right? It's just not my world. I've never been around it. I've always thought it was stupid. So now I've realized that like, there's this whole nother layer uh, of fiat bullshit that, that has to be chewed through, right? Like how many of my fellow Bitcoiners are just complete jackasses and they're gambling on short-term tiny price movements in Bitcoin? I don't know, maybe 68% or more based on that, that Binance report, right? So how many, how, how long will it take essentially to educate enough people that this is bad behavior uh, when they've been educated from the time they're two years old that this sort of stuff is cool? Um, you know, that, that, uh, that basically being a trader is like, you know, some kind of ultra capitalist sort of thing to do. Uh, how, how long would it take for that to be, for the free market to like kick enough people in the teeth where they stopped doing that it took 10 years it, it wouldn't shock me and that i had no idea that this needed to be solved right like i the the shitcoin rabbit hole is as deep as the bitcoin rabbit hole for me like the more i learn about bitcoin the more i learn about how these, these crazy layers of nonsense that through government schooling and uh government indoctrination have layered up this financial system and, and created absolute nonsense on top of nonsense that they can vary i mean obviously that's good if you're in control right if you can throw out a tweet if you're the fed and you can say something about interest rate in a lot of ways the stupider the average investor is the more powerful you are right um and you know i didn't know that existed so are there five other things like that that exist i don't know man if you're making short-term investments on bitcoin i think you're making really really bad decisions because the way that this stuff plays out is complicated and uh um you know we're sitting at forty thousand, right it's headed in the right direction uh but you know would i be shocked knowing what i know now that there's this huge problem that that we have to chew through that i didn't even know existed that that's like an unknown unknown right how many other unknown now it's a known unknown to me to some degree i don't know how long it'll take to get through that uh, but how many other things are like that that Bitcoin's going to have to beat through that I don't even know exist. Hmm. Yep. So don't don't trade on leverage. That's all I'm saying. Don't trade on leverage, <laughs> and, oh. and don't be like mad at Sailor and Musk because you got wrecked. Because yeah, you, and, you know who you should be mad at. You should be mad at Plan B. You should be mad at uh, Tone Bays, even though I love him. Um, if you want to see me and Tone Bays debate TA like three years ago. You should be mad at anybody that has told you you can trust these bird entrails of charts that have absolutely no underlying meaning that are at best pattern matching with very few patterns to match and giving you confidence that you should be, you know, like 
you know, all these guys will say, oh yeah, you know, if you take my course, I'll tell you, you know, you got to do stop losses and you got to do this and you got to do that. This is, this is all just apologetics and justification for lying to you about how investments in the world works and then laughing at you when you make totally rational decisions based on that false knowledge. Yeah. I, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, just as sort of like to, to wrap it up because I don't want this to go on for too long. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm not, I'm not asking anybody that's listening to this to be like, Oh yeah, I I'm, I'm in the hack camp now. Like I, I believe hack and JW. Like I, I just want people to think for themselves, right? Try to set your emotion aside, be a little bit more dispassionate about this. Cause if you can't be, it means you're over leveraged. Uh, you need to fix yourself and take a step back from this and, and, Consider that maybe there's more going on than what you initially see on the surface. And consider that, that maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe JW and I are wrong and we're going to look like idiots. But I mean, I remember we had a pretty similar conversation in this about COVID. And a whole lot of people thought we were pretty stupid at the time. Uh, and that wind has really changed. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that further and say, like, we can't end up stupid. Because we did what, what, what we're doing is we're saying, look, I'm just going to be a little bit more patient because I know that things are a little bit more complicated than just tell the truth all the time to everybody, no matter what the consequences, right? That's a very childish, stupid, uh, dead end way of understanding the world. And, uh, and because of that, like, as long as you acknowledge that, that it's more complicated than that, that you do sometimes have to pay off the mafia, uh, in order to, you know, get home to your wife and get her out of town, right? You, you, you can pick your battles, right? As soon as you acknowledge that, you got to go. All right. Well, this is a very difficult uh, sort of thing to navigate, and the end result of what we're advocating here is just like just wait a little bit longer, right? It's not like we're saying, hey, if Michael Saylor says that we should do something really stupid with Bitcoin, uh, we should be supportive of him. No, not at all. Like, and I think you should be shitting on Elon Musk right now for all the Doge tweets, right? Like, don't not be critical of people that have done stupid things. Mm-hmm. All we're saying, all I'm saying is like, let's make sure that he's saying something stupid and wants to do something stupid before we completely turn on a dude that's just worked his butt off for us for, you know, many, many, many months. I'll, I'll echo that 100%.